Hi, I'm Eliza Cece, and you're listening to Like the Dove Podcast. After almost a decade of being immersed in and teaching New Age practices, God opened my eyes and heart to follow Him. Now I help ex-New Agers and new believers in their walk so you feel encouraged and less alone. Let's get into today's episode. Hi, sweet angel. Welcome back to another episode. Today, we are going to talk about something that might be like very niche, very, very specific within New Age that I want to talk with you about, and that is the practice of giving your period blood back to the earth. Um, so this is something that some people are like, yes, that was my experience in new age or what? I didn't even know that was a practice. So wherever you are on the spectrum, I want to talk with you today about this practice and why I don't think it's something that God wants us to be doing. So what are we going to learn in today's episode? So first, I want to just do a little bit of a background. If you're not familiar with this, sometimes it's called moon blood. Sometimes it's called period blood, um, but it's your menstrual blood. That's what we're going to be talking about today. And there's a practice about giving your moon blood to the earth and what I think that represents. And so we're going to kind of examine what that is. We're going to look at where the origins of this practice have come from. And um, I'm going to share a little bit about my personal experiences and what God showed me through unlinking from this practice. And I'm going to just share with you some, obviously, kind of bring it all home like I always do by talking about some of my biblical interpretations of why I just don't think that this is a practice that's good for our hearts and our souls. And it's not something that God wants us to be playing around with. So that's what we're going to be doing today. I hope that you'll stick around to listen to the whole episode. There's a lot going on and um, I love you so much. And let's just, <laughs> let's just get right into this episode. So in terms of new age, this uh, type of ritual, this moon blood ritual really kind of falls into kind of the categories of new age people who are into like calling themselves witches or priestess path um, or um, some herbalists are really into this practice and then also um, people who are teaching about women's reproductive or just fertility or just overall women's wellness. And that's kind of where I initially was opened up to this idea of this practice. And so you might maybe when you're experiencing, maybe you're still in new age, or maybe you're kind of coming out of it, or maybe you're out of it completely like me. Um, it kind of depends on your flavor of participation in the new age. Like what areas of the new age did you um, experience and participate in and so you might have completely skipped this and you and this might be brand new info and maybe this podcast will just be more entertaining for you um but if you're someone who has been kind of like immersed in i think there's a lot of this honestly with the flower essence and you know earth-based practices type people um that i was really close with um and so they kind of just over time started to intermingle it started to become a thing where it's like a way to love on the earth and have reciprocity with the earth and be you know like in good relationship with the earth um 
than being in good relationship with your own body, which of course that makes sense to be in kind of communication and understanding and having, you know, education over your physical self. I think that that's really important. You know, God tells us that when we become Christians, the Holy Spirit lives inside of us. And so it's really important that we take care of our temple, you know, our, our body and making sure that we're in a, in a, beautiful relationship where we're honoring um, God through taking care of ourselves. So in some ways that you can really start to see why it makes sense or why it gets confusing with new age practices. And so I really want to just talk about this today because I want to talk about first how um, like when we're talking about new age, there's always this piece of um, appropriation and taking from other practices or traditions so that it starts to make sense for our minds to participate in. And so I think that that's one of the things that's happened here. And so I want to give a little bit of a teeny tiny background of one of, of like a few of the places where um, we're seeing this practice of um, using your moon blood from your period. So basically the practice is that you're collecting your moon blood and then you're kind of um, pouring it on the earth in a ritualistic way as a way of like honoring life and honoring, um, you know, just like the way that you are connecting to the earth. It's really connected to the idea of being an animist, that everything is alive and has, you know, sentience and um, has spirit. And so we're kind of, uh, you know, kind of bypassing God, like always a new age, and we are stepping into this place of um, everything is special and everything is alive and everything matters in like this big spiritual way. I think that's one of the biggest, um, you know, hardships of things to kind of like unwrap ourselves from sometimes with new age is like, we like that idea. We want things to feel spiritual. We want to feel connected. We want to feel like everything has a purpose and a place. And, you know, when we come to God, we start to see, yes, everything has a purpose and a place, but everything is under God's uh, mantle, right? God has created these things and that's why we love and bless them, right? Not that they are super special or super spiritual um, or esoteric or there's like a meaning behind every little detail of life um, because we want there to be. It's more like we're now focusing on the direction of um of God and his creation and, and loving it and loving it because he created it. And yeah, so I, (laughs) it's a little bit, um, funny to me how, uh, how the new age just tricks you. It's just like Satan's tricks, to be honest. And it's very interesting and very confusing to kind of unwrap ourselves from it because we want to, we want to say yes to these things. We want to say like, oh yeah, that makes so much sense. And that makes me feel good. Um, you know, like a lot of the story about these practices, especially when it comes to women's health and women's bodies is that, oh, the patriarchy has been, you know, imprisoning us and, and putting us down and telling us that we're not good enough for all these, you know, millennia or whatever. And, um, you know, like I want to take my power back. And so I'm going to, um, use my moon blood in different ways um, to, you know, like feel more empowered. And that is a lot of the programming and the, and the language that comes with this practice. And I think it's just really interesting how like, yeah, like on one level that can feel 
interesting, enticing, beautiful. And on the other hand, it's like it's so far removed from God's plan for us, right? One of the things that's really crazy to me is that when you do Google searches for these things, you can Google search moon blood rituals, giving your blood back to the earth, um, giving your blood to house plants, right? That's a thing that, that's a main thing that's taught um, and that I used to participate in. Um, and the craziest one to me is that you will, that there's this big fad right now of using your moon blood and putting it on your face as a face mask, basically because they're saying that there's like st- um, stem cells in the blood, uh, in your menstrual blood, that's like going to make you look young and beautiful forever, you know, (laughs) kind of thing. And it's like, it's crazy to me just how it has shifted so much in even just a few years. Um, I think maybe I learned about this maybe seven years ago. Um, and then I was kind of like in this space where I was really, um, around people who were doing this for about five years. And so over time, like when you first hear about it, it feels like a little weird and wild, but then like you settle into it and then you start to see all of your friends or all the people in your communities doing the same things. And so it kind of desensitizes you and then you stop asking questions and you start to be like, oh, okay, it's just normal. And so it's normal to love our bodies. It's normal to be women and love that we menstruate and that we love our wombs and our organs are functioning really well and that we're taking good care of our hormonal health. A hundred percent. God wants that for us, right? What is tricky is when we don't know really where these practices come from. And I'm going to share my story of what I, who, um, I'm not going to name names, obviously, But I do want to share like how I was introduced to it and how I was taught this practice and how I immediately did have like a cringe, uh, this doesn't feel good moment, um, but I pushed past it or I just kind of like um, absorbed it or um, just kind of leaned into it of feeling like, you know what, this might help me grow. Um, I'm not going to, you know, say no to this practice immediately, right? So before we do that, though, I want to just kind of take a moment to be to talk about how I feel like this practice is um, appropriated from indigenous cultures, first of all. But second of all, we don't really know, aside from that, where this practice comes from. And I want to share what I'm talking about here. So one of the main things that I was taught um, by the people who who talked about this really openly, and it was like, it's just a main part of what they teach, is that um, there is an ancient Hopi, H-O-P-I, indigenous prophecy that goes, when the women give their blood back to the earth, men will come home from war, and earth shall find its peace. And so that is sometimes... um, the kind of like the hook that they get you in with of like, oh, this is, you know, like once women, more and more women start to give their blood back to the earth in a ritual way, in a loving way, um, then the earth will be healed. Then we will stop having so much violence and war on the planet and things will restore. And I think really the the hope there is like heaven in a way. I think the, the hope there is really like this peace, this utopia. Um, and we're not meant to have that here on earth. We're meant to have that when we leave earth and we go to heaven. We're supposed to emanate and be like Jesus while we live here on earth. Absolutely. We're supposed to kind of like embody what we want to experience 
in heaven, right? But our experience overall with all the people on the planet is not ever going to be a place where um, the men are going to be coming home from war and the earth will find peace, right? Um, Not until Jesus returns. And so I think like there's kind of this always with new age, there's this appropriation of other cultures, um, you know, prophecies and visions and dreams and practices. And it's always taken and misused. And so that's really the where I was taught about this is they were talking about this um, prophecy and um, then, you know, just kind of like warping it to fit into their own business or their own community, um, their own set of practices and kind of like doing with it after that what they will, right? But also maybe I should backtrack just a minute here and also describe why it's called moon blood. And that is because they're in new age circles, um, especially in like women's health circles. There's um, this idea that our bodies are connected to the tides of the moon. And so our periods are linked to the moon cycles. And so um, moon time is a phrase that's often used um, for your period for when you're menstruating and then um of course they they use the word moon blood to say what your blood during your menstrual phase um is called and so there's this whole um teaching around how you're super spiritual and super connected and your hormones are running perfectly when you're bleeding with the new moon um or if you're bleeding with the full moon that means something different means that you're more like outward and creative um in your life right now and if you're bleeding with the new moon that means like you're you're just like at your peak you're optimal you're you know just like in your most feminine phase of life (laughs) and so that is you know like another part of this that is interesting it's just so interesting to me now that I'm separated from it now that I'm saved now that I've moved away from all of these practices I can really see it um with more clear eyes of just how um how much it kind of puts women against each other even though it's a community of wanting women to come together and be supportive of one another there's always some kind of level of competition of who's being most spiritual who's doing the most rituals um whose period is coming at the right time in the moon cycle right all this stuff it's just kind of so interesting to me and it's like just kind of really breaking away from the 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 heart i think of what the intention is behind this is that they want to be connected and um, feel connected in friendships and you know uh, called it's often called sisters or sisterhood that kind of thing and just kind of being embracing of other women but on so many levels there there's such a breakdown and a separation and obviously the biggest separation is between that individual and God you know when we do these practices anything that has to do with blood is connected to Satan. So there are, if you think critically and you really start to think, what are the other uh, uh, women's rituals that are being really publicized right now that have to do with blood? That's, those are satanic rituals. Those are not God-loving, God-fearing, God-worshipping rituals. And so when we can start to be really honest with ourselves and step back and be like, okay, I did this for a while. 
I thought I was doing it from a place of really wanting to connect with the earth and, you know, be more connected to nature. And by doing that, I'd be more connected to God. My experience has been that it actually was um, more of a, a direct link to darkness. And so the reason that I'm having this episode is because I have one of my sweetest, closest friends who um, was with me, like, all right next to me through all of these uh, communities that I was in, all these practices, and we're and we're still friends through all of this, right? We may not fully be aligned in all the things we do, but we have like such a heart friendship with one another, and so we constantly have these um, deep conversations with ourselves, where we with each other, I should say, um, where we're, you know, like we're questioning things and we're like, Hey, what about this practice? Do you think that that's dark? Hey, what about this thing? And so a few weeks ago, she brought this question to me of like, Hey, what do you, what are you doing now about this practice, this moon blood thing? And I'm like, I haven't done that in years. I haven't done it in years because it just felt so dark. And, um, Now I want to kind of like bring in the reasons why I think that it's not godly, it's not good, it's not good for ourselves, and I don't think God wants us to be doing this. So first of all, the main thing is that any any blood rituals are satanic, period, end of story, they're demonic, they're dark. They're bringing you into a place of evil. God talks about in the Bible how he doesn't want us to play with blood, uh, do kind of uh, any kind of gross rituals where we're killing humans, right? And we're, um, and he doesn't even want us to eat blood, right? So anything that has like blood in it, he doesn't want us eating that. And so um, it's important to kind of just start to say like, hey, just because I was taught this or it felt good at some point doesn't mean that's what God wants me to do. And to really start to discern and evaluate for yourself why you're doing these things. And that's what our conversation was really about. She was like, hey, this is starting to feel dark. This is starting to not feel good. I'm starting to notice how I feel when I do these things, even though it's coming from a loving place of like wanting to be connected to the earth and wanting to feel my connection with God. um, I'm starting to see how this is distorted and this doesn't feel good for me. And so we had this really awesome conversation about it and just kind of laid it all out for her, just like I'm sharing with you here of why I don't participate in this specific practice anymore and I haven't for years. And so um, I think one of the things that can be helpful is just to tell you a little bit about what I used to do um, and then what God started to kind of like open inside of me of like, hey, no go. This is a no go for you. I think once we're saved, it's, um, and I think a lot of us have these experiences, but I'm also speaking to the woman who's listening to this who might not be saved yet, or who is just contemplating stepping out of new age, but are doing certain practices still. So I just want to encourage you to listen with an open mind and an open heart, because um, the Holy Spirit will absolutely tell you and direct you towards the practices that are not good for you and not um, something that is helpful, healthful, or something that God um, is happy with. Ultimately, my whole idea and focus now is really like, is this honoring God? Is this glorifying God when I do these things? Um, And so, Yeah, so when I was taught this practice, I um, was taught that when you, to be careful where you place your moon blood on the earth, because it would link you to that place. 
That right there is a red flag. If you're doing any practice that is going to link you to a time or a place, um, that's darkness, that's satanic, that's not something that we want to be doing. We don't want to be linking ourselves in any way to like a Luciferian grid that we don't even know what we're saying yes to, right? So uh, Satan just sucks from us, right? He's taking from us and he wants us so bad. And there are so many practices that he makes look pretty and sexy and glamorous and fun and loving, like earth loving, all the stuff, right? And it and it speaks to the place of the human heart where we want to feel special, or we want to feel like we're being spiritual, or we want to feel like we are being really connected to God in some way, right? And so like uh, Satan knows that. And so he knows exactly how to make it feel um, so that we'll kind of like step into doing these practices. And so um, that was the first red flag for me that didn't feel good for me. And so after I heard this person teaching about this, I was like, okay, um, I'll just think, I'll just feel into it. I don't know if I'm going to do this. Over time, though, I did start to collect my moon blood. Um, and some of you might be wondering, like, how do you do that? Um, I don't, I use, like, some women use the menstrual cups, and then they save their menstrual blood um, and mix it, like, with water so that, and pour it into, like, a mason jar or something. Um, other women, like me, use, like, reusable, like, cotton menstrual pads. That's always been the thing that's felt the, the best for me and, and doesn't have all the chemicals and weird stuff that they're putting in other... Um, products and stuff like that so um yeah so I was kind of just like rinsing out my pads and using that um blood pouring it out from a mason jar onto my house plants and onto my plants outside and um yeah just not just kind of like stepping into the practice and you know like a slow way I didn't kind of like jump all in all at once I really started to think about it and I think just being immersed in the communities of people doing this it started to make it feel more normalized and then I did it and then I was like oh I started to notice my plants looked happier I was like oh maybe there's something to this and I used and I didn't do it actually from like a spiritual way I did it from like more of like a practical way of like oh this is fertilizer for my plants that kind of thing and so um, I started to do that then I started to think about like where did this practice come from and another red flag is aside from the Hopi um, indigenous people's prophecy um, there was no other connection to where else these practices originated from and for me anytime you ask a teacher um, where a practice comes from and they get upset with you they get annoyed with you they tell you you shouldn't be asking questions or they just ignore you or won't tell you or you know like get angry or annoyed by it um, that's a huge red flag we should be able to if any practice is good for you and is loving and is you know god honoring and glorifying um there will be able we'll be able to find the origin of why we do that thing case in point that's why we have the bible we have a direct link from the holy spirit um from god 
of what the practices are that God wants us to be doing as Christians. And so um, that was another red flag for me that um, if I can't research something and like I'm researching it and I'm not finding the answers that I'm seeking, um, I think that that's a major red flag and it's something that we should pause on and step back from and okay, start to discern. Okay, then you start to to pray and you bring it to the Holy Spirit and you say, okay, uh, tell me, direct me, convict me. Am I supposed to be doing this practice? Is this practice God honoring, God fearing, God loving? Um, and what should I do about it? You know, and if there is a place where, um, you know, the Holy Spirit is convicting you that this is a practice you've been doing, yes, and that it's not something that God's happy about, it's not something that glorifies God, then you have the opportunity to repent and um, change your uh, change your ways, you know, do something different. Um, ask for forgiveness and then ask for more understanding and clarification of what to do instead. So I did this practice for, I don't know, maybe two years, um, consistently, consistently ish every time I got my period every month. Um, and you know, it didn't, it didn't do anything for me other than make me feel, uh, connected to the dark I was at that point I was just like the most connected to new age that I had ever been and it was just like one more practice that I felt like um I was participating in that felt dark that felt heavy and why I'm saying it this is because um some of the girls that are coming forward to me now are sharing their same experiences with me and they're like yeah it once I stopped doing it I haven't felt um as depressed I haven't felt as sad I haven't felt as um lonely I haven't felt um as like heavy they're like there's this description that I'm hearing and that I experienced where there was just like a heaviness in my soul and once I stopped doing this thing this specific moon blood practice where giving my blood to the earth every month um I didn't feel that heaviness and that kind of like darkness um over me and the one way that I can say that this represents is just that this is a practice of satan and i know that sounds so intense if you're not in this space where you're talking openly about that and i'm and i've even said in other episodes that i'm not like a big um you know doom and gloom kind of person i i try not to give satan the power that he doesn't deserve but this is power that he's kind of um taking over on us, right? And um, it's important for us to say it, and it's important for us to recognize it and acknowledge it and turn away from it and not um, participate in it anymore. And so if you're a person who's doing this practice or you've done this practice before, um, I really want to encourage you and support you to think, think for yourself about why you're doing this practice, number one. Number two is to think about what does it offer you? What do you get in return for it? Number three, do you feel often heavy or depressed or sad? Um, or you feel like you have to do these practices, but you don't really know why, or you haven't really um, given much thought to the practice, but you're still doing it. I would just um, remind you and give you the opportunity to 
to just kind of be thinking for yourself about, you know, you don't have to engage with things that you know aren't good for you, that you know aren't supporting you, that you know aren't loving for you, that you know are um, a wedge between you and God. When really all you want when we are doing these practices is to be closer to the one who created us. That's really like the, that's what's so hard about this is like we, we have these big, beautiful hearts. We want to feel more connected to God all the time, especially new age people who want to like, who have like this desire for being spiritual and, um, nothing will get us closer to God than the practices that God loves us to do like prayer and worship and repentance and gratitude, right? All of these things that are just so beautiful and that God loves when you do, right? And it's like there's this always going to be this wedge between us and God and a direct link between us and the evil one when we're doing practices like get, like like blood rituals. That's what this is, especially if you're putting blood on your face, right? There's a lot of women who are into these new age practices and they're putting the blood on their face, um, you know, like in these designs and like, oh, I feel so connected to myself and all this stuff. And it's just heartbreaking and sad because, um, you know, the, the desire to want to be connected to something. Um, and yet like your desire is there, right? But it's like, it's so far from what God wants you to be doing. And so, that's what I wanted to share with you today. There's a lot um, that I feel like, I mean, obviously you could tell I was probably talking really fast because there's so many things I wanted to say about this and that I feel passionate about. And um, I love you so much if you're going through this and you don't want to be. All you have to do is just let it go. Just don't participate in it anymore. That's it. Who cares if you lose friends over this? Who cares if you decide, you know, like this isn't for me anymore and someone doesn't like it? Guess who likes it? Guess who loves it? God. God and Jesus are so proud of you for letting these practices go and not uh, participating in the darkness of this world anymore. Okay, so to close out, what I want to do today is I want to offer you a practice on discernment. And so here's what my process has been and what's really, really helped me. And always what I wanted to be doing is turning you to the Lord, right? We turn to the Lord for the things that we struggle with or that we have questions about or that we need support with. So here's what we do when we're discerning. So first is we pray about it. We talk to God about it. We ask and we listen to what we receive. In things like this, practices from the new age specifically, my experience has been that when I ask God, you know, should I be doing this or should I not be doing this? The answer is always really clear. It's a matter of if you're going to be obedient and listen and, you know, take the appropriate actions or make the appropriate changes. So that's number one. The second is to go to your Bible and to study, and to read your Bible, and to understand the things that bring God joy, and make him so happy, you know, and who build your relationship with him, you know, strengthen your relationship with him, what are those things, right? And then what are the things that God is not okay with, that are 
considered sins that are considered a wedge that put a wedge between you and your relationship with God and are what and be honest with yourself what are those things that you might be doing in your day-to-day life and is this practice one of them and then the third thing is to listen when the Holy Spirit convicts you of something so um very often what would happen with me, it would be two things. It would be first I would um, I would ask God and I would pray and I'd be like, I'm not sure about this practice. And I think when we're unsure about a practice, being holy and representative of what God wants us to be doing, that's usually um, an indicator that it's not something that's honoring God. Um, but number two, what would happen would be that before I would even ask, the Holy Spirit would convict me to stop doing something. And that was more, I would say that that was probably happening 80% of the time when I was coming out of new age. Um, I would already be convicted and I would know that I would need to let the practice go. And so I would, and I would just trust and listen to that because what's more important to me is my relationship growing with God, um, and me repenting and you know, changing. All repenting means is to change. It's to change our mind. And we're when we're repenting, we're saying, God, I'm sorry I was doing this thing and I don't want to do it any longer. And that's where the Holy Spirit comes in and helps you to grow in the fruit of the Spirit, right? And so um so those are kind of the things that you can use as a as a foundation to support you in your discernment practice whether it's what this specific practice we're talking about today or it's something completely different that's going on in your life you can use um, you know going to God directly in prayer reading your Bible and seeing if there is um, a place in the Bible where the Bible speaks to the situation that you're going through and then number three is are you being convicted by the Holy Spirit? And then are you being obedient to what the Holy Spirit is telling you to do? So those are the foundational kind of practices that you can use as a guide for yourself when you're going through these, you know, these kind of like untanglings from the new age. And I know that this practice um, that we were talking about today is very specific. Maybe you've never heard of it before. Um, It's what I'm starting to notice is that as we start to see um, more uh, talk about women's reproductive health and our feminine bodies, um, we're starting to see like more companies who are making like um, those period undies and, you know, different um, like supplies for your menstruation that Um, like are better for us and we have more choices now and so I'm starting to also see the ritualization of the period of like rituals to do when you have your period um, moon rituals to do when you are bleeding you know like what to do with your period blood the whole like giving yourself a facial with your period blood all this stuff is like it's so in our faces now and it's a tool from Satan to separate us and get a, you know, like take our power from us and make us feel weak and make us feel sad and make us feel lonely and make us feel depressed in all these ways because we're participating, we're giving up our, um, you know, rightful place in God's kingdom when we participate in these rituals 
that are just meant to, I don't know, just hurt us, basically. So I wanted to talk with you openly about this, and I hope that this has been supportive. I hope it's kind of helped you to think a little bit more critically about maybe some of the practices of the new age that you're still you know, kind of immersed in. And maybe when you're like, like me, maybe you're so out of the new age that now all these things kind of just make you laugh and make you like, I can't believe I even thought about doing these things. This is crazy. And so wherever you are on that spectrum, I love you so much. This is not coming from a judgmental place whatsoever. Um, I know that all of us are on our, you know, like the Holy Spirit is convicting each and every one of us. Um, And so all you have to do is keep building that relationship to come to a place of understanding where God is taking you and um, what practices to let go of. And I really, really hope that if you are in any way using your moon blood as a ritual um, or giving it to the earth or just kind of like connecting in with these um ways of working with the blood, um, I hope that you will think twice about it. I hope you will start to be reading the Bible and start to see that anytime there is a connection with blood, um, it's not great. And that there is a real link between um, how um, we work with the moon blood and how far we are from God and God's love and God's um, yeah, just in general, just not feeling connected to him when we do these things. And so it's a matter of kind of just making that decision on my doing practices that move me closer to the Lord, to um, knowing and loving Jesus Christ, or is this moving me farther away and um, making me feel more lost and confused than I was to start? Because that's how it felt for me. So I love you so much and I hope that this episode was supportive and I can't wait to hear from you and let me know how this resonated with you. You can DM me or email me anytime. I love you so much. I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I'd be so grateful if you take a few seconds, hop over to iTunes or Spotify, wherever you're listening to this and leave a review if you've enjoyed these episodes. And it'd be so fun to just keep connected with you, hear your suggestions of things you'd like me to cover in the future episodes. And you can do that through DM on our new Instagram page at likethedove, or you can email me info at elizacc.com. Don't forget, we have a really amazing freebie for you in the show notes called the New Believer Resource Library. It's full to the brim with book recommendations, Bibles I use and love, and all kinds of links and support for your walk with God. I hope it helps you. Okay, I'll see you in the next episode.